Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode and today's discussion is going to be actually a continuation. It's a three-part series. So before I get started with the first part, let's have a word of prayer that the Lord will be with us as we read and study from his words. So with that, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for everything that you do for us. Lord, we thank you for giving us your word. We thank you that you you did not leave us in darkness, that you gave us a pathway that we could follow so that we could learn more of you and be close to you. Lord, thank you for loving us so much that you gave your life for us. And I ask that you continue to lead and direct us as we journey on this pathway. We know it's not always easy, but we know that you will give us the strength to see us through all the trials and the tribulations that come our way. Thank you for the promise in the Bible that help us through those dark times. I ask that you be with everyone that is listening in on this podcast and everybody else as well, that we may learn more of you and teach it to others so that we may see you in the kingdom of heaven and spend eternity with our Redeemer who loves us and saved us from the darkness. We ask that you continue to be with us as we go about the rest of this day and we ask all these things in your wonderful, holy, precious son's name. Amen. So the three-part series that I want to talk about is the day of worship, what many people get confused about. Now, it's interesting that in the commandments, there was one specific commandment that says, remember. I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about, but in case you don't, let's go through this. Let's start at the very beginning. Let's read the commandment ourselves in Exodus 28 through 11. It says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor the stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. Now these are very interesting points. He told us to remember this commandment specifically because he knew that we would forget about it at some point in time in history that this commandment would be forgotten. Now, a lot of people have a problem with this commandment, not in so much as they think that Sabbath shouldn't be kept, but on which day it's talking about when it says the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. What is the seventh day? That is what people struggle with. Is it Sunday? Is it Friday? Is it Monday? Well, you can look on almost any calendar around you and see for yourself that the seventh day of the week is Saturday. But we can't just take my word for it. We need to take the word of the Lord. I mean, after all, this is so important that the Lord wrote it down on stone. So what day did Jesus himself worship on? Well, in Luke 4.16, it says, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. So right here, it tells us that Jesus himself kept the Sabbath day holy. Well, which day is the Sabbath day? Well, 
in Mark 16, 1 and 2, it says, And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. Now this is very interesting because it says after the Sabbath was passed, that is when these women came to put spices and anoint him on the first day of the week. Now, we all know that the first day of the week on the calendar is Sunday. But where exactly did the Sabbath come from? Well, let's start at the beginning. The very beginning, in fact. Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And then in Genesis 2, 2-3, we see that after he had created all his work, it says this, And on the seventh day, God ended his work the work of creation, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. So he himself created the Sabbath. He established the seventh day week. And at the time of creation, when the world was made, he blessed this day and set it aside for a holy use, so that we didn't have to work all the time. And then we see as time went on somewhere along the way that they again forgot about the Sabbath because in Exodus he had to remind them once again from the mountain to remember the Sabbath day. And again in Deuteronomy 9.10 it says, And the Lord delivered unto me two tables of stone written with the finger of God and on them was written according to all the words which the Lord spake with you in the mount out of the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly. These are very strong words in the Bible. God wrote the commandments with his own finger. So we know for a fact that this was very important, that he wanted us to know this and take it very seriously. He would not leave us in doubt about which day we should worship. Well, haven't the Ten Commandments been changed? That's the question people usually say, that it was changed to the Sunday. Well, let's see what the Bible has to say about this. In Psalms 89:34, it says, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. Jesus changes not his covenant, and that covenant is the Ten Commandments as well. And then again in Luke 16, 17, it says, For it is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of the law to fail. Well, that is strong language indeed. Not one thing from the law is going to fail. And that is the moral law of God, the Ten Commandments. So they are still binding today, just as all of the other commandments haven't changed. Neither has the Fourth Commandment. If you do away with the Seventh Commandment, you'd have to do away with the Sixth and the Fifth, and so on and so forth. But yet, none of us question whether we should murder or commit adultery. We know that it's wrong. People do it, but they know that it's wrong to do so, and that's why they're are penalties for when you commit a crime. You don't just get to do anything you want to do and steal and murder or do any of those things without facing the consequences. So what is it any different about the Sabbath? We need to keep that holy just as we keep the other commandments holy as well. Well, what day did the apostles keep holy? Was it the Sabbath or did it change after Jesus' resurrection? Well, the answer is found in the Bible as well. 
in Acts 17 too, it says, And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures. So here it's saying that Paul kept the Sabbath. It also says in Acts 16, 13, And on the Sabbath we went out of the city by a riverside, where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. And in Acts 18, 4, it says, And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. This is talking about Paul again. And in Acts 13, 13 through 14, it says, Now when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Perga in Pamphylia, and John departed from them, re returned to Jerusalem. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch, Pisidia, and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. So here again, we're told that they kept Sabbath. And this was well after Jesus' resurrection, that they were still keeping the day holy. Well, what about the Gentiles? when they became Christians, what day did they keep holy? Well, the answer is again found in the Bible. We are left with no doubt what day everybody kept. But let's read for ourselves what the Bible says. We already read one, in fact, in Acts 18.4 that said that both came together in worship. And again in Acts 13, verse 42 and 44, it says, And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. And the next Sabbath day came, almost the whole city together, to hear the word of God. So here we're told that not only did the early church obey God's Sabbath commandment, but they also taught the converted Gentiles to worship on Sabbath as well. Well, people then think that the Sabbath was changed to Sunday, but there is no suggestion anywhere in the scriptures that Jesus or the apostles ever at any time under any circumstances changed the holy seventh day Sabbath to any other day. And indeed, the Bible teaches opposite, as we well see in Exodus through Revelation. In Isaiah 56 too, it says, Blessed is the man that doeth this, and the son of man that layeth hold on it, that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it, and keepeth his hand from doing any evil. There is a blessing when you do keep the Sabbath holy, and Christ still expects us to keep it holy to this day, knowing full well that Rome was going to be destroyed in AD 70. Jesus warned his followers to go and flee out of the city, but not during winter or not on Sabbath. And you can read that in Matthew 24, 20. Jesus made it very clear that even after 40 years from his resurrection, they should still keep the Sabbath holy. And we can see it when the women went to anoint Christ's body, like we read. They waited until the first day of the week to anoint that day, which everybody now calls Easter Sunday. And Luke, one of Jesus' own disciples, never refers to a change of the day of worship or any of the other Bible writers either. People like to point out the fact in Revelation about the Lord's Day, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Well, what about in heaven? What day are we going to keep on the new earth? Well, Isaiah 66, 22 and 23 tells us this, For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. So even in the new earth, we will be keeping Sabbath holy. So let's get back to the question about the Lord's Day in Revelation 1.10. Well, it says this in Matthew 12.8, For the Son of Man is 
Lord even of the Sabbath day. So when it talks about the Lord's day in Revelation 1.10, that day is Sabbath, not the first day of the week. Never has been the first day of the week. It has always been Sabbath. And the Bible says, I am the Lord, I change not. He wrote those commandments down with his own fingers to show the importance that this day should be kept and not Sunday. We should never keep it out of honoring Christ's resurrection. And we have proof of that in Romans 6, 3 through 6. It says, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. So right here we are told that baptism is honoring Christ's resurrection, not Sunday. So when we get baptized, that is a symbol of the resurrection. We are dying to our old self and we are rising up out of the water in the newness of a new body. And we honor Christ by obeying his direct commandments as found in John 14, 15. And if Sunday keeping isn't in the Bible, whose idea was it? Well, we know from Daniel 7 25 that there was a man who was set out to change the times and the laws. And to go along with that, is also Matthew 15, 6, and verse 9, and also Ezekiel 22, 26, and 28. These verses talk about how there are people out there who want to change the commandments and profane the law and violate it. And that's exactly what happened. There were people out there who changed the law from Saturday to Sunday and made it appealing. See, Satan wanted a day of worship as well. He wasn't happy that Christ got a day of worship. He wanted one as well. So that's when he started making Saturday such a burden to keep and with all these rules and regulations and obligations and then Sunday was this big huge festival and party and was so much fun to keep and you could do whatever you wanted well that's when people are like well I might as well just keep Sunday instead of Saturday but even throughout all of history there was always some people who never erred and still kept the Sabbath holy and it's very dangerous to tamper with God's law it says if you remove anything from the commandments, there's going to be a rebuke against you and you will suffer for changing the laws of the Bible. And you can find out the consequences of that if you add or take away from the word of God in Deuteronomy 4.2 and in Proverbs 35 and 6. It says that if you change it, he will rebuke you and find you a liar and that horrible things will happen because we are not supposed to change God's law. We can't. Men may try or think they have done it, but they haven't. You can say that the sky is purple all you want, but it doesn't change the fact that it's blue. I mean, sure, it might have purple in it at sunset or sunrise, but it doesn't change the fact that the sky is going to be blue all the time throughout the day. The same thing goes for the Sabbath. You can say it's Sunday all you want, but it doesn't change the fact that it is not Sunday. It is Sabbath, and it always has been 
been and always will be, even in the new earth. And God created the Sabbath for a reason. And it is because he knew that we needed a day of rest. It says in Mark 2, 27, And he said unto them, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. He knew we needed that day set apart, set aside from all of the cares, all of the troubles of the world, so that we could have a day of rest and a day to be with him and to spend time with him. All throughout the week, we are busy with our lives and doing things. But this one day, we can spend a whole day with him without having to worry about all of the problems we go through through the in the rest of the week. And that is why it's so amazing and so beautiful that we find a blessing in the Sabbath because we don't have to have all of these worries and, and problems and we can just have a true rest from all of the responsibilities of the week before. And that is why the Lord sanctified the Sabbath and gave it to us. And it is really important to keep it holy as well. For the wages of sin is death. And if we transgress the law, it is sin. That is what is found in 1 John 3, 4 and in Romans 6, 23 and James 2, 10 and 1 Peter 2, 21 and Hebrews 5, 9. These verses all say the same thing, that if we do not keep the whole law, we are guilty of them all. So if we break one point in the law, then we're guilty of breaking them all. And that goes for all of the commandments. And we need to follow in Christ's example, for he is the author and finisher of our faith. And it is him that gives us salvation and we should obey him because we love him and for the things that he's done for us. It's a matter of life and death. And yes, that is very important. After all, in Ezekiel 22, 26 and verse 31, it says, her priest have violated my law and have profaned mine holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean and have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths and I am profaned among them. Therefore have I poured out mine indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord. These are very serious warnings that we need to take heed to. And this applies to all of us, for any one of us who does not keep the Sabbath holy. And that is definitely something to think about. After all, it says in John 14 that if you love him, that we will keep his commandments. And in James 4.17, it says that to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So once we know what the Bible has to say about something, then we should keep it. Especially something that's so important as this. And we know from common sense and from everything we find in the Bible that the Sabbath was on Saturday and not Sunday because it says that Jesus kept the Sabbath holy. And then they referred to Sabbath again when he was in the tomb. And then he was raised on the first day of the week, which we all know is Sunday. So anybody who looks at it in that light can easily tell you that Sabbath was not Sunday it was a different day. The first day of the week was different and Sabbath was different. It doesn't take you to know rocket science in order to figure it out that Sabbath, the Sabbath of the Lord is Saturday and not Sunday. And the Sabbath is such a gift to us and it gives us a 
peace that passes all understanding and you get to spend the whole day with the Lord. And that is amazing thing to do. You can spend time reading the Bible with your family, walking out in nature and getting spiritually uplifted and, and getting that encouragement for the week. You can go and visit the sick and the elderly and sing hymns to them and encourage them as well. And it's a beautiful thing to do. The Sabbath is a beautiful thing that the Lord has given us. And then it refreshes us and then we can have that strength and energy to get us through the next week that comes upon us. We need that energy and we need that fortitude and that time with God to get us through the next week of temptations and trials that come along. We need to spend every day with the Lord, but we also need this full 24 hours with the Lord from sunset Friday night to sunset Saturday night. We spend that whole time with the Lord. And it wasn't just made for the Jews. The Sabbath was made for all men. That's why it says the Sabbath was made for men. It doesn't just say Jews. It's made for all of us. And a lot of people might still question you about this. And they might say, well, isn't Acts 27 through 12 proof that the disciples kept Sunday as a holy day? Well, if you look at that verse, Paul was going on a farewell tour and he knew he would not see these people again. And so he did a sermon and the sermon just happened to last all night long into Sunday. And they had a meal that was no significance of keeping the day holy. I mean, we eat every single day. And we know that you can have meetings other than on Sabbath. It didn't mean that they were keeping that day holy. He was just giving a, a farewell speech that happened to go overboard. And you can read it for yourself. But there's no evidence anywhere in that verse that they were keeping Sunday holy. In fact, he traveled on Sunday and went on a journey same day. After they ate together, he left and went on on a, a voyage. So right there is evidence. Nothing special about it. They didn't keep Sunday the next day holy. It's no different than if you were to go to a camp meeting or a Bible evangelistic series that went from Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You're not keeping Friday holy and you're not keeping Sunday holy. It just you're going to all of these meetings. And those meetings could happen on any day. And people also like to point out 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2 where they took up an offering. Well, you don't have to take up offerings just on Sabbath. You can take up an offering for the sick or anybody on any day. That doesn't mean you're keeping the day holy. It just means that you're getting money to assist people who are in need. It doesn't mean anything. And then people will come to you and say, well, what about the week? Hasn't it changed? Well, scholars and historians agree that although the calendar has changed, the weekly seventh day cycle never has changed. And therefore, you can be certain certain that the seventh day is the same seventh day that Jesus kept holy. And that is an amazing thing to wrap your mind around, that although all of these changes throughout all of history has been made, the one thing that has always remained the same is the seventh day weekly cycle. And that is a beautiful thing as well. And then people say, well, the Sabbath was nailed to the cross. Well, that is not true whatsoever, because they bring up Colossians 2, 14 through 17. It was referring to annual ceremonial Sabbaths that they used to keep, the feasts days, the festivals, or the seven-year holy days, and they were also called Sabbaths in Leviticus 23:38, And they were in addition to, or besides the Sabbaths of the Lord, which is actually the Sabbath of the Lord is in Leviticus 23:38. but the other Sabbath you can find in Leviticus 23. But the seventh-day Sabbath was the Sabbath of the Lord. That was 
the main event. God's seventh-day Sabbath was made even before Adam sinned. It was set up in creation before sin ever occurred, and therefore it has always been, and therefore it could not be done away with because it wasn't just made during that time of the commandments. It was there from the beginning of time, and that's why it's so important. It's not something that can just be done away with. It was there even before the world were created. And it's not just a matter of personal opinion, like they try to say in Romans 14, 5, that you can just choose a day. No, the issue here is not over the seventh day Sabbath in that verse, which is part of the moral law, but over the other religious days. The Jewish Christians were judging the Gentile Christians for not observing these other religious days. And Paul simply was saying to them, hey, don't judge each other. That ceremonial law is no longer binding, but the seventh day Sabbath is still binding. That is moral law. The laws that were nailed to the cross was having to do with the sacrificial laws and with all of the other festival days that no longer really applied because type had met anti-type. Christ was the lamb that was slain and he fulfilled prophecy in the ceremonial sanctuary. And that's why it's important to understand the sanctuary message, to know which laws were in fact done away with at the cross. And I mean, why would it just be the Sabbath that was done away with at the cross? Why wasn't uh, adultery and murder and lying and stealing? Why weren't all of those done away with at the cross? I find it kind of interesting that people only choose the Sabbath day as the one law in the Ten Commandments that was done away with. That's very convenient for them, I think. But that's not what happened at all. Those Ten Commandments are still binding. You can't break one without the other, as we found out in James. And this is a very important matter that needs to be studied for yourself. Go through all of the texts, go through all of the verses that I gave you, do a study on your own, and see for yourself whether these things be so. The Sabbath is a beautiful thing, and we need to share the Sabbath with the world. And once you share it with people, they can find nowhere in the Bible where Sabbath was changed to Sunday. That's why there have been people who have offered millions of dollars if the people could find that in the Bible. And nobody ever has because it's not in there. You can't do it. But the Lord gave us this day for a reason. And he wants us to share that reason with the world because he knows its importance. And Satan is trying to entrap people with his lies about Sunday and keeping it holy for a very specific reason. But to find out what that reason is, you'll have to keep listening to the podcast because that's coming up in this series. It's going to be the last part of it. The next part is going to be on why God's commandments was never taken away. And you'll find out more about that in part two. Also, I want to clarify the fact that if you want to know where I got the fact that we keep Sabbath from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday night is from the Bible itself. You can find it in Genesis when in creation he said an evening and morning and that was the first day. So he started the day in the evening and it goes from there. So read in Genesis about the creation and you can find out for yourself how we keep sundown from Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown. And that's not the only place in the Bible where we get from evening to evening. I hope this study made sense to you and that you better understand why we keep Saturday holy and not Sunday. I pray that this is a blessing and that you share this with others as well so that the light may go forth. I thought this song was very appropriate for this topic. It's called O Day of Rest and Gladness. O Day of Rest 
blessed and gladness O day of joy and light O balm of care and sadness Most beautiful, most bright On thee the high and lowly Who bend before the throne Sing holy, holy, holy To the eternal one Thou art a port protected From storms that round us rise A garden intersected With streams of paradise Thou art a cooling fountain In life's dry dreary sand From thee like Pisgah's mountain We view our promised land day a sweet reflection thou art a day of love a day to raise affection from earth to things above new grace is ever gaining from this our day of rest we reach the rest remaining in mansions of the blessed and i want that day of sweet reflection i want to keep the sabbath holy i want to keep the commandments holy because i love the lord and i hope that you love him and want to keep his commandments as well it says in rh june 10th 1890 paragraph 10 everyone that follows in the footsteps of jesus keeps the commandments of god those who flatter themselves that god has told them that they need not keep his commandments because it interferes with their circumstances make a sad mistake it is another leader that such are following and not jesus we are to inquire what saith the scriptures we must have the law of god before us jesus suffered the severest temptation and finally died upon calvary's cross thus demonstrating to the human family that the law of god is immutable not one jot or one tittle can be changed but satan has deceived the christian world with the story that Christ died to abolish the law. It was the cross of Calvary that exalted the law of God and made it honorable and showed its immutable character. And thus it is demonstrated before all the worlds God has created and before the heavenly angels that the law is changeless. If God could have changed one iota of his law, Jesus need not have come to our world and died. But our Savior, who was equal with God himself, came into our world and suffered the death upon the cross to give man another probation. What a powerful quote and so amazing. That is food for thought. Please think about what is said here. God's law cannot be changed. It is immutable and we must follow it and do what is written. Christ gave up everything. We must be willing to do that as well. Pray for me as I pray for all of you that we may continue to do what the Lord asks us no matter the consequences and remember what it says in Matthew 5 16 let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven I wanted to add one final quote it's from great controversy page 437.1 and point two it says in Revelation 14 men are called upon to worship the Creator and the prophecy brings to view a class that as the result of the threefold message are keeping the commandments of God one of these commandments points directly to God as the creator. The 
fourth precept declares the seventh day is the sabbath of the lord thy god for in six days the lord made heaven and earth the sea and all that in them is and rested the seventh day wherefore the lord blessed the sabbath day and hallowed it exodus twenty ten and eleven concerning the sabbath the lord says further that it is a sign that ye may know that i am the lord your god ezekiel twenty twenty and the reason given is for in six days the lord made heaven and earth and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed exodus thirty one seventeen the importance of the sabbath as the memorial of creation is that it keeps ever present the true reason why worship is due to god because he is the creator and we his creatures the sabbath therefore lies at the very foundation of divine worship for it teaches this great truth in the most impressive manner and no other institution does this the true ground of divine worship not of that on the seventh day merely but of all worship is found in the distinction between the creator and his creatures this great fact can never become obsolete and must never be forgotten it was to keep this truth ever before the minds of men that god instituted the sabbath in eden and so long as the fact that he is our creator continues to be a reason why we should worship him so long the sabbath will continue as its sign and memorial had the sabbath been universally kept man's thoughts and affections would have been led to the creator as the object of reverence and worship and there would never have been an idolater an atheist or an infidel the keeping of the sabbath is a sign of loyalty to the true god him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the foundations of waters it follows that the message which commands men to worship god and keep his commandments will especially call upon them to keep the fourth commandment these are very solemn words indeed and something to think about there would never have been an idolater an atheist or an infidel that is an amazing thing to think about evolution would not have come around had we kept sabbath holy i encourage you to read chapter 25 in the great controversy it talks about the sabbath it's called god's law immutable read that whole chapter for yourself it is amazing so with that being said let your light so shine so that you are a star witness for the lord